Hey mama, I'm Ashley, and this is the Maverick Mompreneur podcast, where you're free and encouraged to own your desire to create and scale an impactful, discoverable online brand and business in the midst of motherhood, a business that's aligned with your mission, lifestyle desires, personality, and zone of genius without wasting your time on the hustle and grind hamster wheel that is social media. Can I get an amen? Sis, you are a maverick, an original, willing to stand out in your authenticity, defy expectations, and do life and business outside the box. In our world, if it's not aligned with who we are, it's a hard pass or a brave pivot. So if you're here for the powerful identity shift and transformation from boss babe or boss mom to aligned CEO, building a one of a kind, influential, hustle-free online business that will produce long-term impact and multiple streams of income through SEO, affiliate marketing, and core while building yourself in the process. Well, pop in those AirPods, grab that cup of coffee or a glass of wine, and let's get growing. Hey, before we get started, I wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up. I'm not a hundred percent solid on this, but I'm going with my intuition and I feel like I'm being called to take the month of May off of podcasting to singularly work, singularly, that's a difficult word for me to say, apparently, singularly work on a project that I really need to work on, I really need to get done, and maybe this will be for a future episode, but I've been definitely self-sabotaging around this particular project, and so I just want to make it so that I have no excuses for not getting this very important project done. So I will probably take the month of May off of podcasting. If you're dying for more content, I have so many live videos in my free Facebook group, Elevate Academy. You can binge watch. Literally, there's probably 200. So there's a link always in the show notes to that group. Make sure you're in there. It's a good time. There's amazing women in that group, but just wanted to give you a heads up that it's kind of where my head's at. I'll explain more later. Uh, Definitely much more to come, but I'm practicing what I preach and I think that's what I'm going to do. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Maverick, this is about to get real. Does your partner hate your business? Do they hate your side hustle? If you're just getting started in building your business, or maybe you've been at it for a while and you are at the point where you're ready to take it up a notch, pedal to the metal, and you're noticing some tension in your household, like tension with your spouse, there are some things that you can do. And quite frankly, there are some things that I wish I had done from like day one. So I hope this is helpful. To preface this, I'm obviously by no means perfect at any of this, very far from it. But I am pretty good at self-reflection these days. And I've also spoken with so many other women about this exact issue. Um, And I have some things that I want to share with you that I hope are going to be helpful. So let's start out with some questions. Have you experienced tension in your household around your business? And you know that that's what it is. Or maybe you've just noticed that you and your partner are arguing more than maybe you used to, or you're arguing about maybe even different things than you've ever argued about that aren't even related to your business. And if that's the case and you are grinding and pushing so hard with your side hustle and maybe not even seeing the results that would be commensurate with that much pushing and hustle, there may need to be a couple of tweaks or adjustments that honestly really aren't that difficult. But I know from one ambitious woman to another 
sometimes it's hard to see the forest in the trees and and be realistic about what needs to be adjusted. So it doesn't necessarily mean if you're feeling that tension and you're feeling that uptick in awkwardness or whatever it might be, it doesn't mean you need to give up your business, but the sooner that you implement these communication tools and these tips, the better, in my opinion, because really it just is communication. It takes two, obviously, and there's so many factors involved, but I do think communicating around your business, particularly if it's new and or you are scaling to a different level, these things are really important. Number one, so this one seems kind of uh, almost counterintuitive because if you're close with your spouse, you're close with your partner, you're close with members of your household, it's really your safe space, it's your comfort zone, and oftentimes we like to kind of talk about our woes. Drake reference anyone running through the six with no woes. Okay. Anyway, we like to talk about our woes, including in business. So, oh, my upline this, my downline this, my sideline this. Oh my goodness. My launch didn't go well, whatever it is, you know, your woes, your business woes. I didn't hit my rank. This is happening. That is happening. And it's just a bunch of drama, drama and some negativity, which we can tend to do in our comfort zone because we are so comfortable, which is normal. But the thing that I would highly caution you against is being negative around your business at all. I would highly recommend that you just zip it up about that because here's the thing that we know about building a business. It takes time, right? It takes time to build the influence and the authority and all of that, the audience, that it would take to be successful. So you're probably not, you may be, but probably when you get started, you're not really making any money. You're working extremely hard. You're not making any money. Your partner is seeing, all right, so there's no significant money coming in yet, but yet this thing, this business is a source of drama for you and it impacts them as well. And and I can imagine in that scenario being on the other side of the table, imagining, well, what are, why are you doing this? Well, stop doing this then. Stop taking away time from our family or stop taking away time in general and devoting time towards something that really is causing you drama. And so I would highly recommend that you leave those pieces for your coach, for a sideline that you trust, for a team member, someone who you can share your woes, air those things that you just need to get off your chest that you know aren't really that big of a deal, but that don't make your partner feel like, well, then what the heck is the point of this other person building the side hustle that seems to be making them miserable? Because you know, it's a temporary thing. You need to get it off your chest. But that is something that I would highly recommend. Think twice when you're about to share your frustrations about your business, your side hustle, especially if you're not yet making money because they're going to be like, well, what are you doing? Side note, I feel really weird talking about this, like almost as if I shouldn't be talking about this, but then at the same time, no one else is. And so I'm just going to do it and hope it's helpful. Number two, the second thing, this is huge. We always talk about in our businesses, finding your why in quotes, remembering your why on your team or when you start a blog, we're we're always asking, well, what's your why? Why, why are you doing this? Share it with us. 
And we spend a lot of time thinking about that and maybe communicating with a team member, our upline, our audience even. Why not share your why from the beginning and as it changes, but explicitly with your partner? Like really share, write it down and really share it. Like, hey, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. It fills my soul. It's going to bring me home and keep me home with my daughter or son and give me purposeful work. It's going to, whatever it might be, share your why with the same passion that you share your why on a live video when you're launching to the world, right? Like literally share your freaking why with your partner from day one. Or if you haven't done it already, go do that like ASAP. Share your passion, share your heart, especially so that it doesn't seem to them like just something random or just some some stupid little hobby or thing that you're doing. What does it mean to you? What happiness and satisfaction does it bring to your life? Because you being happy and fulfilled is only going to make you a better, stronger person, spouse, mother, all the things. But if there's that miscommunication, there's that gap in understanding why the heck you're even doing this and what benefit there is to you and what benefit there is to the family, what benefit there is to the future, then I can see how this could get, it could get murky, honestly. So basically just sharing, this is why I'm doing this. And then you have that to remind them. So a year, two years, three years, five years later, continue to check back in and update your why. What's your why now? What have you learned? What is this bringing to you? What's in it for them? You've heard me say before, I'm sure if you listen to previous episodes or you're in Elevate Academy with us, we're always talking about for our prospects, for our audience, for our ideal client avatar, we need to constantly be thinking about what's in it for them. You're showing up, you're doing your thing, but what's in it for them? You had better in your marketing be speaking to your audience and their needs and and their pain points. And honestly, in reflection, it's the same for our partners. It's the same for our partners. We have to, we have to bring them into what it is that we're doing, involve them in a positive way, explain to them what's in it for them. And then it's up to them. They may take that and still not understand. They may hear you say that and it doesn't resonate. I think oftentimes for ambitious women, you either have a very supportive partner or you have no partner at all. And in some cases that just is what it is. But I think for someone who is empathetic and for someone who wants to have an equal partnership, they're gonna understand this, but it can't be left unsaid. And I think it's easy when you are your own boss, when you're the CEO of your brand, when you're the CEO of your business, to kind of get in this like egocentric, self-centered almost place where you're so focused on a goal because you are ambitious, you're, you know, you're going on a 90-day run or you're gonna really build out your brand. There's something that's gonna take a lot of work that's gonna make you really freaking busy and you could literally be working 24 7 and still really not feel like you're doing enough and that's also a boundary issue so that's another episode but I can I can relate with you if you can relate with that feeling of just wanting to work all the time feeling like 
you know, your business is your hobby and your hobby is your business and it's satisfying for you to continue working. But if someone does not have that same entrepreneurial spirit, they do not have a job where that is the case, it can be probably pretty concerning and look a little, I don't want to say weird, but it wouldn't necessarily resonate or make sense. It just looks like all you care about is work. And to keep it real on that, we have to have boundaries around the time that we spend working. And I think that's where communication comes in, expressing your why, expressing what it is that you're doing, eliciting the support from hopefully your supportive partner and going forward from there and kind of recalibrating as you go. I think one thing that would be a great idea, and this is something that I don't know that I ever necessarily did because I was never at the time of being married. It's not like I was ever, you know, just making so much income that this would have been possible, but in smaller ways it might have. So setting a family goal and making that clear, like, hey, this is what I'm working for. I'm loving this. I'm having so much fun. But when I meet this income goal, let's go to Disneyland or let's go out to a nice dinner or let's do something that doesn't even necessarily have to cost money, but something that you're working toward as a family so that your partner and or even your kids understand that this is a family thing. They're working towards something with you, like a smaller, more immediate reward. Okay, so I feel like at this point I should probably share my why or my original why. And to be honest, I don't know that I had a full conversation with my spouse at the time about my why. And I do wish that I did because I think that that probably would have saved, uh, actually, I don't know. I would hope that it would have saved, uh, anyway. So my why, when I originally started my blog, so the original way that I started building online was a blog, TaylorMade Mama. And the original intent for that, it was just sort of a hobby, a side hustle. It didn't take up a ton of my time. I wanted to share my experiences as a new mom, I wanted to utilize what I love doing, which is experiencing something and then sharing it in writing. I wanted to, I wanted to do that. That was just something that was really important to me. And I was on maternity leave and it just fed my soul. And it felt like it gave me such a great purpose. And then obviously when I had my daughter, I fell in love with her. I fell in love with her and I had planned to go back to work full time and continue to build that career. But when I thought about what I would be giving up to continue on that trajectory, I would be giving up her whole life. I would literally be working. I mean, I think about it even now, and this is to be perfectly honest, even having a custody share with my daughter's father, I would, if I were in my previous job, I would still be having less time with her if I were in that job if that makes sense. So I have sometimes thought, well, gosh, you know, it's just funny how things end up. But at the end of the day, the intention that I had, which was to build something that I loved originally, just as a way to share and communicate, to build something to the point where I replaced my former salary so that I didn't have to worry about going back to that career to make that type of impact and income, to be honest, At this point, I'm still able to spend more time with her even, unfortunately, not being able to be there for, you know, half of her life, which is hard to talk about and hard to say. And if there's any, you know, single parents, 
I know you can relate and sharing custody and, you know, you're happy that they have two parents who love, who love them. But at the same time, it's hard. But it's funny because I'm reading these notes. I'm reading the notes from my previous, previous, it was a live video where I recorded this. And I said, I'm actually going to read verbatim my notes. I do trust God. I trust God implicitly. But if something was to ever happen to my husband's job or heaven forbid, dot, 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 I don't know what that was. I wanted to have that income. You know, I wanted to, I didn't want to have to go back to work. And that was a freaking driving force. And at the time, I didn't know why. But with the way that things have worked out, I do continue to trust God. And I'll just leave it at that. So did I communicate my why for my family to be with my daughter to make impactful income, but also to never have that worry that no matter what happened in sickness and health and all the things that I could be able to be present and home with the daughter that I fell in love with? Did I communicate that well and often? No, not like I should have or not like I would recommend for someone else to do. So I would say, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and I feel like as with anything in life, if we can take our pain or our issues that we've had and we can help someone else to circumvent having those issues, then sharing is worth it. And I think the hard thing, and I don't know if this is just a male perspective, if there's any males listening, please do email me or write in and let me know. Feel like there's a male, at least a traditional masculine role where if you're doing something and you're putting forth effort, especially if they're not an entrepreneur and they don't understand starting a business where you don't step into it receiving a paycheck. Does your spouse probably want you to make money? Sure. Yes. But you're not going to be killing it like out the gate. You're not going to be killing it in six months for most people, unless they have some sort of influence and maybe not even in a year. Same as if you were to start a brick and mortar business, that's just not going to happen. You're not going to be profitable for a year, two years in some cases. Now online, and from my experience, when I actually launched my own offers, I did from year one, year two, and projected for year three, it's been six figures plus from the get-go. But I also came into it with some existing influence. So yes, it's possible with the right systems, the right offers, strategy, all of the things, but you have to have their buy-in from the beginning when you're not making money. So continuing on with the idea of communication being key, I think communicating your goals is also huge. So you may think, okay, I'm going to gear up for this launch, or I'm going to gear up for this 90 day run, or I'm going to create this funnel. And you have that plan in your mind. But halfway through this, you know, 30, 60, 90 day process, you're like, oh my gosh, my partner hates me. We're fighting all the time. We're having these fights we've never had before. I'm pushing so hard and he doesn't get it or she doesn't get it. So sharing your goals and what it is that you're working on and being transparent about that. I know it's hard because sometimes we think, oh, you know, they don't, they don't care about that. But if you don't share it with them, They have no clue what it is that you're doing and why you might be pushing so hard. So sharing your goals, what it is that you're doing, your why, the expected outcome, and also putting boundaries around your time. 
I think, again, I feel like I need to do an episode on all that I've learned about boundaries with time. And I think there's something to be said for escapism and numbing when it comes to workaholism and things that I've also struggled with in the past. And there's different ways that different people cope with things that they're dealing with. And for some of us, especially if you're ambitious and you love working, work is one of those things. But I'm not really speaking about that particular issue. Uh, That's a whole nother thing. But just in general, general in healthy functional communication these these rules would apply so like you know what you're doing but saying something to your partner like hey i'm i'm really shooting for this particular goal here's the goal this is what it will entail this is why i'm doing it not necessarily saying asking for their permission, but telling them and saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to be having my head down for the next 30 days. I have this project I've worked, I'm working on. I have this launch. I'm starting this new business. I'm expanding my brand. I'm going to be building XYZ. This is my goal. And just communicate that with them very clearly. I'm going to be investing time in this, but I don't want you to think that that is me ignoring you, that that means anything about the time that I would like to spend with you, but I'm just going to be devoting more time to this business, this project than I typically do, but it's not forever. And I really appreciate you. I forgot to number the last couple. So hopefully my free flow communication has made sense so far, but five and six are actually sort of one in the same or they're a combo too. So I'm not really even going to label five and six either, but hopefully you've caught on to points one through four as far as my recommendations based on experience and learning from failure and learning from struggle. Hopefully these are making sense so far. You know, I think it should also be said that some of our partners, our spouses, our significant others are more vocal than others. And some of them literally won't share what it is that they're feeling, at least not at first, right? I've talked to so many women in these same situations and some of their spouses, their partners aren't verbal at all. They don't express what it is that they're feeling, that they're maybe they're that they're losing you. They're losing you to your business, that they feel neglected, but you'll see it in other areas. Like you're sitting at the dinner table and they're not making eye, eye contact with you. They're kind of checked out. They're not wanting to really hear anything that you're talking about because they don't feel cared about. So they don't want to care about what you're talking about. They don't feel respected. They don't feel loved because there's been that lack of communication, that lack of understanding, that lack of being on the same page. They feel like maybe you care about just your business or you care about your business over them. It's not made clear that this is something that yes, it is for you and your happiness and your prosperity, but that trickles into the family. Happy wife, happy life, or whatever they say, but really even beyond that, you being at your best and you doing something that fulfills you is only going to make you the best spouse and mother and friend possible as long as you have some balance in that as well. So some some of you, some someone listening probably has a partner that is just literally resenting you quietly. Like they'll just there's this like quiet animosity in the house. And then there are others of you who have spouses and partners that are going to be verbal. It's going to cause more fights. They're going to make their perspective known. But either way, that tension without communication is lurking there. And if you aren't doing these things to be preventative, and once again, preaching to the choir and thinking of myself as a very ambitious 
female entrepreneur who does, I do want to have a partner. I do want to have a partner for life, but I want to make sure that I'm with someone who not only understands and respects that part of me, but that I'm also doing my part to communicate and show appreciation and nurture that relationship because when we love what we do so much, it is easy to make it look like that is the priority, even if that's not the case. So there's balance, there's prioritization, there's communication, there's all of these factors that are so key in maintaining a healthy partnership, even if you have someone who is super supportive. That is, anyway, I want to share this with you to to honor you guys because I've always said that I would be real about all the things and this is huge. This is a huge, a huge piece. Our relationships are the most important thing and yes, I hear you. I see you. Our businesses are very important too. When you have a message-driven, impactful business that you are pouring your life experience and your heart and soul into, it is very important. And you want to have a spouse that gets that, that supports that. But they also need to be, uh, they need to be appreciated. It needs to be intentional. There needs to be this kind of communication. So I want to talk about this. So I guess this would be point number six. And point number six would be if you need time, So if you are, particularly if you are a parent, you're a mompreneur and you need time, if you just think, gosh, you know, in the evenings, I need to have two hours once a week. I need this time block to get X, Y, Z done. For example, if you're a student and you're taking my academy, the Social Seller to CEO Academy, and you have to get through your module and your assignments for the week, and you need that couple hour time block, I highly recommend that you communicate with your spouse and legitimately ask them for that time. Now, I do not believe in asking for permission for every little thing. I'm not saying that, I'm not condoning that, but just communicating, hey, I need a couple of hours. What day this week would work for you to give me that time? So rather than asking for permission, giving some options because you deserve to have that time. That's not a question, but asking and communicating for that. Like, hey, what can we do that's reasonable, that's once weekly? How can we work together? What would work with your schedule? And just figuring that out. And if you don't have children and you are still needing that time separate and away to work in the evening or in a time when you would normally be spending with your partner, just letting that be known and letting that be a running part of your schedule and explaining why so that someone isn't feeling neglected or output off put or output off put I'm not sure exactly what what the right verbiage would be there you know things like which two nights could you put the kids to bed which two nights are you cool with me not watching netflix with you and just holding myself up in my work nook or my office or wherever and just get their buy-in and tell them that what it is that you're doing what you're doing with that time It's not that I want to take away time from my kids or with you, but I need this time. I want this time. This 
would be something that I would so appreciate what would work with you and sticking with that. I can remember, you know, whenever I started my blog, I was on maternity leave. And so I had all the time in the world and my daughter was napping. You know, if you've had a newborn, they sleep a whole lot during the day. She didn't so much at night, but during the day I had nothing but time and I was still getting paid for maternity leave. And so I was able to uh, build my brand and build my blog to start with, with that free time. Then I went back to work, and at that point, I did definitely need to communicate that I would need some time during weekends to do my posts, but I also had things like lunch breaks. I had time where I was at least driving, so if I needed to leave a little bit early, I could still get some things done without having to ask permission, without communicating what exactly was going on within building my brand and business. And I think if I could go back, that's something that I would probably communicate is how much time it was actually taking me to do this hobby, this little side hustle, this side business. Because if it's out of sight, it's not only out of mind, but you you can't have a vision for something that you've never seen. And it just feels so out of nowhere for our partners and our spouses. So communicating what it is that you do, and they may not care about the nitty gritty, but what do you need in order to get things done in your business to be profitable, to be impactful, to have that satisfaction that you're obviously craving if you're building a business from the ground up based on your purpose, based on your mission and your message. You know, I think about, I was working at the time I went back to work, I was working 60 to 70 hours a week, also building my blog, building my influence, building my platform that entire time. But my spouse at the time didn't see that I was doing that. Like I never took a lunch break ever. Like never. I worked on my blog. I worked in the mornings. I worked on the weekends. Like I would time block. So it wasn't as much of an impact. But when I transitioned to being a a stay-at-home mom and I was needing to ask for time, because if you know you're a if you're a stay-at-home mom, you you don't have a lunch break. You don't have that. And so I found myself asking for time to work. It became a big thing for me but I wasn't very good at doing it. I would just sort of like mope around hoping that someone would offer me some time rather than, you know, directly communicating like, Hey, exactly what I've been advising you to do this whole time. This is what I, this is what I want to do. This is what would make me happy. This is what I need. Again, I'm, I'm telling you this, these are mistakes that I've made or I, I, I think I would call them mistakes. And I'm sharing from that place. I don't want anyone who is in my sphere of influence to find themselves in a situation where you could have done something so simple as some of these suggestions and saved yourself pain or causing pain. And again, I'm not saying that this would have made any difference in my situation, but it is something that I can look back and say, hey, you know what? I could have done better in that area. I don't know that it would impact anything, but for my ownness and for my taking responsibility for my side of the street. Yes. Could I have done things differently? Absolutely. And that's why I feel like this episode is important for me to share awkward as it may be, but it's real. So this is number six. I'm all over the place. I think I've probably shared more than six pieces of advice or recommendations, but number six is really to be present. If you don't want your spouse to hate your side hustle. You don't want your partner to hate your business. If you don't want them to despise what it is that you're building for your family, 
than be present. I've spoken to so many of my clients and just peers in the industry, and a a lot of us could literally work 24-7 on their business and be totally happy because we love it so much. It's literally like there's no distinction between fun and hobby and work, which is a beautiful thing. Like you could be on vacation and working and be pretty dang happy. That is absolutely amazing. So that is where you have to set boundaries. You have to determine for yourself when is enough. When do you put your eyes up? When do you turn it off? When do you put down your phone, even if you don't want to, for the sake of relationships? I was telling someone, you know, the other day, I don't watch TV. Like before I was ever married, uh, which now I'm not, I... I didn't have a TV. I don't like watching TV. I feel like it's a waste of time. I would rather be working, reading, or working out. I've always been like that. I'm very weird. So in my mind, watching TV with a partner feels like a sacrifice, which I know sounds stupid, but to me, it does. That's not a leisure activity I would choose. So to me, I'm like, well, sitting here so I might as well be on my phone or I might as well be working on my computer but I can imagine to a partner who that is a leisure activity and that does feel like say you have a partner whose love language is quality time that could feel sad or disrespectful so anyway all that to say put away your phone for an hour put away your computer For an hour or more, like have boundaries around when you shut it down. What are your business hours? And if you don't learn how to succeed and to generate a certain level of income with boundaries and without hustle, then you'll never be able to slow down and do it. It's not going to happen. So I would rather see you build at a slower pace but be able to sustain that quality of life, that quality of relationship and those boundaries around your time than to go through a season of, you know, several years of hustle and lose your sanity, lose your relationships, all of those things. It's not worth it in every circumstance. And so if going back to point number four, or was it five, if you've asked for that time and made it clear that, hey, I'm going to be taking this time, I'm going to go up into my room, I'm going to sit there, I'm going to do my power hour, I'm going to work on this funnel for an hour, And then I'm going to come back and we're going to watch a movie and I'm not going to have my phone with me and just assure them that that's not going to happen. Be present, be intentional, unplug, reconnect. That's essential. Literally, I know that I know that I know that if you're listening to this podcast and you're in my tribe, you could probably work 24 hours a day. You just could. Maybe not forever, but you could go on a good work binge. You love serving people. You love being creative. You love making money. You love building things, you're ready to level up. You are actively trying to level up. You're not just dorking around on the internet for no reason. You're trying to really make something of this, whatever your why is. So just don't forget to involve your partner with that because it's not just a job. And I think for, unless you have an entrepreneurial spouse or partner, they're not going to understand how intricately tied you are to your work. As an entrepreneur, no amount of impact, no amount of income is worth losing your family over or 
losing your partner over. And again, there are many different circumstances and I'm not even speaking to the choir particularly on that one, but I do know that I know that I know that that is true. And it's something that I'll certainly take into uh, the next partnership that I'm in. Because if someone makes you happy, if someone treats you well, if someone admires the entrepreneurial spirit in you, admires what it is that you're doing, all of those things, you want to respect the crap out of that, right? And so that's something that I take away for sure. So in conclusion, if you are in a situation or you find yourself in a situation with a partner where there is tension, there's fighting around your business, I challenge you to humble yourself, for to humble ourselves. And if you haven't been, just to begin communicating in that way to maybe even seek their forgiveness and just say, hey, like I realize I've had total tunnel vision on my business. I want to talk to you about that. I'm doing this for our family. I'm doing this because it makes me happy. I'm doing this because I have XYZ goals and it's going to add this to our lives, etc. But I've been neglecting our relationship and I love you and I want to kind of write this shit. Just share, just communicate, get yourself back on that right path because you love what you're doing. You absolutely love the work that you're doing. And I don't want you to have to feel like you have to be torn between having a partner or your work. If it's the right person and you have the right communication, you're going to be able to have your cake and eat it too. You're going to be able to do both. I've seen it. I've not experienced it but I've seen it in other people, in in peers, in clients even. But it's going to take communication and it's going to take two-way communication, but we can only control our side of the street. And so I guess my, in conclusion, my point is if you don't feel like you've done your part to communicate your why, to be open, to, to check in with your partner, to check in with your spouse, and to make sure that they are reasonably on board and continue to be on board and just have that communication. If you haven't been doing your part to begin now, and especially if you're just getting started to just make that a normal part of your life, communicating what you're loving about your business, just like you would about any other hobby or any other thing that you love. Talking about your kids, your business, if you're like me, your business is your baby. And so explaining that to a reasonable person who loves and cares and has empathy for you is not going to go wrong. And if it does, that's a whole nother issue. So anyway, I hope that these six points are helpful. Again, again and again and again, I am not speaking from a place of expertise on that, but rather from a place of learning and growing and self-reflecting and hearing what works well for others and what I do suspect could work well in a healthy relationship. So I hope this was helpful. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you got something out of it, I would really appreciate you taking a screenshot of your screen right now and tagging me in your social media, sharing it to your stories. I do have a weekly drawing for Starbucks and who doesn't love a little free bucks on the house. So thank you so much as always. Cheers to your impact and I will see you in the next episode.